Well, it's such a privilege to speak to you today, and then we're going to continue our series on lessons from lockdown, but here's the first uh, kind of and most important lesson that I want to say to you is that I don't think we're going back to what things were just like before. I don't think it's going to be the same. Now, there's lots of people trying to tell us what it's going to be like, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of resisting that as far as church at the moment, although I do see some moves, and we're going to be sharing those over the next few weeks. But I actually want to talk to you as an individual today. I want to speak to you as a person, uh, just by yourself, about not going back to some of the repeated cycles that you were in before this lockdown interrupted it. Some things that you were doing or some things you were allowing in your life were actually shrinking you, if I can be more dramatic, even maybe killing you. And, but, and you need to break them right now. And so I want you to have a phrase with me. You can say it at home or whatever. I'll never do that again. You know? And, and the, there may be some people that you've got to readjust and realign your relationship with. But after this lockdown, we don't want to go back just to the old normal. That actually we want to come out of this with some things broken off our lives and some cycles that we were in not to be repeated again. And so today, I want to talk to you about breaking old cycles. You know, once I bought a pink car. I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. Once I thought that uh, squeezing orange juice on mashed potato would enhance the flavor I will never do that again uh, because it just didn't work. I wonder what things you've been doing that you've been doing and thinking, this isn't working, but I keep doing it. You know, I, I, I kind of choose the films sometimes in our house. And, and sometimes we look at each other, Kathy and I, and we go, man, that's two hours of our lives we'll never get back because of some of the films I chose. I went to see Dr. Doolittle a few weeks ago. I'll never do that again. Uh, sorry if that's one of your favorite films but that was really a waste of time. My all-time worst film that I've ever seen is a film with John Candy in called Canadian Bacon. I will never do that again. You know, but anyway, I once worked as well in a situation whereby what they said to me first is not how it worked out. I'll never do that again. I'll never put myself back in a work situation that isn't good for me. I know that you're really busy right now and that lockdown doesn't mean that we're all just lazing about and so on. But I wonder if during this time of reflection that you can think about your work or think about some of the relationships that you're in and begin to say, you know what, I'm not going back to that type of situation. I'm going to break that cycle. You might have some more serious examples that I've just said that whereby you feel that your, your life is stuck in a bit of a cycle. I just think that today's the day where you can make a decision to have some real change. You know, there's a period in the Israelite history whereby they were in the book of Judges and uh, they were stuck in a cycle. 
they, they would serve the Lord for a little bit and then they'd cry out and, and say, oh, we need a savior. Then a, then a judge would come or a savior would come. They would break that cycle. They'd serve the Lord for a while. Then they'd get distracted, fall into sin again and then, uh, you know, just, just become part of a cycle where they'd go, well, bad, well, a bit bad. And it would just go round and round and round. And they had to learn how to break the cycle. You know, bottom line, um, they needed to, and I'm going to say what might sound a religious word here, and for those of you watching or not used to church, when Christians say this word, you think, oh, it's just heavy, and, and uh, it, it's just uh, what they're about is this heaviness. But actually, I'm going to say a word right now that, that Christians may understand, but if you're watching and you're just checking us out, don't t- change or, or flip off when I say this word. Repent. What they needed to do was, bottom line, have a heart change. You know, if you can understand repentance a a bit like this, if you're an adult and there's a toddler running out into the road, and uh, the adult stops the toddler running out into the road, that's what repentance is. It's a protective, loving thing, whereby when we make a decision to really change, And so today, I'm going to ask you to make a decision to really change from some old things that you know that they're not serving you, but we want to break them. And that's what needed to happen in the book of Judges. They often broke the cycle. Unfortunately, they went round again. But today, I believe that you can break a cycle by truly changing your mind by truly being protected from by changing your mind, and then. You can move on into a new life. They also needed a clear way forward. And I want to point for a clear way forward today. Let me tell you a couple of stories from the book of Judges. The first one's found in chapter 3. It's from verse 13 to 30. I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to tell you. It's about a left-handed warrior called Ehud. Uh, it's like boys in the hood. You know, he's, he's this warrior that comes along. The Moabites were oppressing Israel. And actually... The Bible makes an interesting point that their most precious victory, Jericho, the city of Palms, had been taken from them. You see, that's the thing about cycles. They take the precious things out of your life. They take the things that are really good about you and begin to steal them away. Anyway, they, they cried out for the Savior. Ehud came along. And what happened was, is they did the traditional thing that caps we all do. They went to the Moabite king, who was, who was hugely obese and, and uh, kind of ugly in that sense. And they went to pay tribute to him. And as they paid tribute, Ehud paid the tribute, and they did the compromise thing. Oh, don't bother us too much. And that's what we do with cycles. We say, oh, maybe I'll just uh, compromise a bit with it, and it'll all be all right. Ehud walks away, and he gets to a certain place and thinks, no, this isn't going to work. I can't compromise. I've got to break this. So he turns around, and he asks for a private audience with this obese king, locks the doors, and stabs him. Uh, And, uh, you know, I know it's a gory story, but this is the point. Ehud had to deal with it personally. Uh, he had to say, no, this, I've got to do this, and this will take something from me. 
If you want to break a cycle in your life or a habit or, or a kind of relationship that isn't doing you good, God's going to help you. The church may help you. Your friends may help you. But in the end, you have got to take some personal responsibility and begin to do it yourself. And as soon as you do that, you know, uh, what, what happened with Ehud was as soon as he dealt with that fat problem or that cycle, that king, as soon as he did that, other people followed him. In fact, it, the Bible records uh, about verse 23, I think it is, in chapter 13, that, you know, he says, hey, the Moabite king is dead, so join me now and, and begin to fight. And people came around him and fought with him. You know, there may be some people waiting for their freedom when you, and they can't have their freedom until you break your cycle. Maybe in a family today, unless you take your responsibility, your children can't have the full freedom that they need, or your partner, or your loved one. It's time for you to say, I need to deal with this that's a cycle in my life. There's another story in Judges chapter 9. And it's about a, a chap called Abimelech. There are lots of Abimelechs in the Bible. It was a common name. Abimelech was a kind of a violent person. And through a tenuous family link with the people of Shechem, he uh, said, let me rule over you. And, and they kind of agreed to it uh, because of this really tenuous link. Anyway, he turns out to be not a good leader. In fact, he's so violent that he kills 72 of, uh, well, 71 of Gideon's sons. Gideon had 72 sons and one, Jotham, escapes. And it, and it was a, an act of violence that shocked the people, but they still had him as their leader. Anyway, things start to go badly for with them, and, and the, he starts to turn on them, and, and they think, oh, we've made a mistake. And here's the point of what I want to say to you. Some of you have made bad people choices in your life. You've chosen the wrong crowd, or you've got into relationships that weren't good for you. That you, you wanted it to work out, but it hasn't worked out. And what happens in the, in the, the story is, is that they're locked in a tower and, and Abimelech and his forces are kind of um, attacking them. And a, and a woman lifts a millstone. Now, I'm not suggesting this as a method to break some of your old relationships, okay? But she drops a millstone and it cracks him on the head and kills him. This is the point of what I'm saying. Please, uh, uh, you, you'll need to go and see the pastoral team if you're thinking about the millstone approach. But this is the point. They had to break that influence over their lives. And I know this is kind of a strange message for Lockdown Sunday, but I just believe that I've got a word for somebody that you need to break an influence on your life. It may be a voice from the past. It may be someone who may be not even alive, but you need to break that influence in your, over your life decisively and cleanly. Because it's really important that we break some cycles that we might have been living in. One of the real lessons of lockdown Sunday and lockdown period is, don't let's go back to the repeated cycles. 
There's a psychologist in, a, in the United States called Dr. Henry Cloud. He's written lots of books on boundaries and so on. And he offers us some understandings. And I'm going to offer you four key understandings, kind of building on his work, of how you can begin to understand of how to break a cycle. In fact, I'm going to tell you four understandings and two skills, and then we're, we're going to be done. But let me just read this to you. The psalmist said in a, Psalm 119, verse 71, It was good for me to be afflicted so I might learn your decrees. You might be asking yourself today, you know, why why am I in this, this mess? Well, maybe, maybe you are in this situation so that you could learn the real way to go forward. So don't get discouraged. But let me share with you four understandings of how to break a cycle. Understanding number one. First of all, understand that if you go backwards, you're going backwards. What do I mean by that? I mean simply this, that sometimes when we go back to a repeated cycle, we think, oh, it'll be different this time. But actually, we're just going backwards. It's not different this time. In fact, it's not to say we don't give people a second chance. In fact, Christianity is all about second, third, fourth chance. We love the word redemption. We've got a new day in Jesus. Somebody say amen on Facebook for me. We always love a new day. But let me teach you something. A second chance should not be the same as the first chance. The second chance should have new fruit, new approaches, new eyes so that you can actually change. It's not a second chance if it's the same old first chance just recycled with no new fruit. You can tell if somebody's different if you see some fruit. Understand this, by just going backwards, you're just going backwards. Second understanding that I want to share with you is ask what's different. If you want to go back to something, what's different about you? Have you changed? If you've not changed, then how will it change again? If you've got no fruit that says you've changed, how will it change? If you're going back to an old person that you think, oh, I'm sure they've changed. If they've got no fruit of change, if they were an addict and they've not enrolled in a program that releases them from addiction, they've not changed. When somebody says sorry, it's important that we forgive people. Forgiveness is not an option, that's fine, but fruit is. If you want to see that somebody's changed, sure, forgive them, but look for the fruit. I'm talking to somebody today that you don't need to go back to an old relationship that's spoiling you. Ask what's changed about you. Ask what's changed about them. Maybe you're going back to an old work situation. Why don't you ask what's changed about the work situation? Is the market changed? Has the leadership changed? If nothing's changed, why would you go back? I'm trying to get you to break some old cycles so that when we come out of lockdown, you won't just go back to the same old things and the same old defeat. I'm going to preach a little bit strong today because I just believe I need to break some cycles and you need to break some chains off your life. The third understanding about breaking cycles is is that understand that the whole tenor of life moves forward. Today becomes tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes today. 
that life is actually moving forward? Why is it that you're looking back and you want to go backwards when actually, uh, as Yasmin said, the purpose-driven life moves forward? What's in front of you when you're driving a car, sure, it's okay to, you have to check your rear view mirror, but if you only look at your rear view mirror, you can't drive the car. Understand that life moves forward. So what are you moving towards? Fourth understanding is this, and uh, then I'm going to share with you two skills, and then we're going to come into land. But the fourth understanding is this, you know, when you want to go back to something, we often have selective memory. Don't have selective memory. You know, you remember that old person and you just remember the good things about them. Oh, they weren't so bad. But you don't remember all the things about them. We need to break some cycles today. By not having selective memory, you need to remember everything about what was behind you. Because the good old days, the golden days, are often tinged with bronze, some silver, and there's some mud and some clay in there as well. So today, if we're going to break some cycles, understand that going backwards means you just go backwards. Understand that you need to ask a key question. Well, what is really different? Understand that the whole tenure of life moves forward and understand that selective memory is not good for you. Remember everything. But today, in Judges, it wasn't until someone came along and woke them up that they needed to wake up and begin to move forward in their life. And so today, I want to say to you, wake up. Can you wake up and say, I'm not going back to that. I've got some time out now, and I'm not going back to that old relationship, that old work situation, or that old habit, or those things. I'm going to break these cycles. I'm going to wake up. I don't know how you wake up in the morning. Some of you wake up naturally. A little bit of light comes through the window, and you, you start waking up. Well, I've shared some light today, and you may begin to wake up. I don't know whether some of you wake up with an alarm clock, uh, you know, and it, and it goes off and you think, man, this is sounding an alarm in my spirit and it's woken you up. I don't know whether you have somebody who actually shakes you and wakes you up. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into your personal habits about that. But maybe I've been the person today to come along and shake you and wake you up and actually challenge you and say, Really? Do you really want to do that again? This lockdown could be the best gift that you've got to break some old cycles and to not go back to that old life. And maybe I'm the person who's waking you up. I tell you what, another way to wake up is if your house is on fire, you need to get up and get out of there. And maybe that's where you're at today. I don't know where you are in the wake-up process. I'm going to read you a scripture. and You know, some people... They say they really want to change, and it's not that they don't desire to change. In fact, when people say you, you just didn't want it enough, that's really frustrating sometimes because people really want to change. It's just that they don't have the skill to change. I want to read you a scripture today and then share some skills with you so that you can say, well, I am walking from this service, and from now, I'm going to start my freedom journey. Wouldn't that be a great thing for online church? that you start your freedom journey. Because, you know, the Bible says this. In Proverbs 13, verse 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, 
but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. God knows that you desire to be free. And all your feelings about being free can be met today. And if you're watching this and you're just kind of checking church out, you know, Jesus wants you to be free today. He so wants you to be released into his full freedom. And it's not your desire, it's now your action to say, Jesus, come into my life, heal me, forgive me, and you will walk free. There's a passage of scripture in the Bible that I want to just read to you. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. If you've got a Bible at home, then read this with me. First, Ephesians 5, verse 11 says this, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Come on, that old cycle isn't supposed to be there. It's even shameful to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything is exposed by the light, becomes visible and everything is illuminated, becomes light. If you need some light, don't go back there. The Bible carries on and says, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Come on, let's wake up. So how are we going to change? With just two little skills. Number one, skill number one. You need to ask yourself, if I keep doing this, how will this end? Dr. Henry Cloud says it this way, play the movie to the end. If you keep not forgiving that person, how, how, how are you going to become? If you keep not praying, what's it going to be like? If you keep only reading a little bit of the Bible now and again, what's that going to be like? You'll never break that cycle unless you ask yourself, if I keep doing this, how will this end? It's a real skill, but it's actually a question just to say, if you just keep asking yourself that, then it will jolt you into change. Play the movie to the end. If I keep doing this, how will it end? If you keep over drinking, how will that end? It's time now to get some help. It's time now to get some support. But remember the lesson of Ehud. It's going to be you with God's help and God's grace to change. The second skill is just simply this. Don't let how bad you feel about your old cycle make you stop changing. Sometimes what happens is ourselves or even the enemy, which Christians mean Satan, will make you feel bad so that you focus on how bad you feel. So then you say, well, when I feel better, then I'll change. Don't let how bad you feel stop you changing. I want to read you some comforting words from Jesus. We often miss these words. They're from John chapter 12, verse 47. And Jesus said this, If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge that person. I didn't come to judge the world, but to save the world. You know, Jesus doesn't judge you. So why are you judging yourself? Jesus doesn't want you to be the sort of person that just feels bad so that you never change. So stop now and begin to say, God, 
help me to change. I'm going to walk in change. We're going to worship. Uh, guys, if you will just come and rejoin me. And I hope that you've noticed today our social distancing that we're, we're just keeping that. So please, you keep the lockdown and stay at home. But before you come out of this lockdown, why don't you understand right now that you can change? Skill number one, if you keep doing this, how will it end? Play the movie to the end. And you'll never go back there. Skill number two. Don't let how bad you feel make you say, I'm not going to change until my feelings change. Don't make how bad you feel stop you changing. I wonder where you are in the wake-up process. I wonder how you're doing in this time of, of waking up. I wonder whether you've been shaken on the shoulder and and you're saying, well, okay, I'm going to try and make that change. Isn't it time to make your marriage better? Isn't it time to make your family better? Isn't it time to make your prayer life better? Isn't it time to forgive that person? Isn't it time to walk out of that old cycle and to become the person that God is calling you to become? Isn't it time that you use this lockdown to make a new life? What crisis are you feeling that's making you uncomfortable so that you can change? Right where you are in your home, if you'd like to bow your head, some of you may even want to kneel down. Just simply hold your hands out with me and say, Heavenly Father, I want to change. So give me the grace and help to change now. Let me not go back to old patterns of thinking, old relationships, old things that destroy me. But in Jesus' name now, I want to walk free. Because in your word, when I play that movie to the end, I see victory, I see faith, I see life. Sure, I see discipline and and some hardship, but I see a good end. Help me to be true to your word. And if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, I want you to know that Jesus really loves you. He cares about you. He loves you more than anybody in the world. And if you would just simply come to him and say, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me of my sin, I want to follow you. And you begin to follow him. He will come in and he will stay with you. 